Welcome to May the Record Reflect, the brand new podcast of the National Institute for Trial Advocacy. I'm your host, Marcy Buckmelter, Senior Content Editor at NIDA. This week is the national celebration of pro bono, which salutes public service in the legal community. And for us, the timing is impeccable because public service is part of our DNA. So what better way to launch our podcast than by talking about it with some of our hardest working volunteers. In today's episode, then, I'm talking to Annie Dietz. She is a managing attorney at the Law Office of the Public Defender in DeKalb County, Georgia. She is part of a specialized behavioral health division where she handles some of the most high-profile criminal cases in Atlanta. She has also represented indigent populations of rural Georgia in civil matters and victims of domestic violence as a prosecutor in Henry County. So public service is in Annie's DNA, too. Annie Dietz, welcome to May the Record Reflect. Thanks so much. I will start out by pointing out that not only are you one of NIDA's next generation faculty members for 2018, but you've also donated at least 100 hours in teaching time to NIDA over the past year. You've traveled to programs in San Diego, Chicago, North Carolina, Dallas, San Francisco, Boulder, and that is a serious time commitment that you've made to us. Can you describe what makes you choose NIDA over some of the other worthy causes you could donate your time to? Sure. I've taught in a trial program at Emory University School of Law since 2010, and they bring in about 90 faculty members from all over the country every year. And every year I was teaching, I was teaching with different people, and I would see these people who were exceptional teachers. Because I think there are really kind of two classes of people who teach. Fortunately, you have people who teach because they like to talk and they like to perform, and that's (laughs) fine. But you also have people who are just deeply committed to improving the participants in programs. And you can really tell the difference. And when I was teaching with different people, it would always be the people from this organization, NIDA, that were exceptional. So I started asking questions about what NIDA was and and what their mission was and and who they taught and why they taught. And I was so inspired by those people that when I was offered the opportunity to teach for NIDA, to become part of NIDA, I was really honored that I was considered kind of good enough to be part of the NIDA mission. I guess the potential to effectuate change by training people who are part of a social justice organization, whether it be a public defender's office or a legal aid association or people who are solo practitioners doing the really hard work of representing clients or people who are representing corporations. Training those people to represent hundreds of other people really has this just ripple effect, I think, and potential to create great waves of change. So the NIDA mission is something that I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of. Yeah, it has, as you said, a ripple effect. You see the immediate and direct impact that you have, and then you have to just imagine that goes out to other people and there is an indirect impact too. Yeah, right. I mean, one of the great things is when you get an email from somebody who you taught six months ago. And you gave them one suggestion on something to do at trial. And they email you and say, wow, I tried this one thing that 
you suggested and it made a huge difference for my client. I mean, that's like the greatest reward because that's what we're about is, is empowering people to feel confident in themselves. Yeah, we get those emails sometimes too, and they're great. I mean, that is uh, fulfilling exactly our mission. So those are, those are wonderful emails. Why does public service matter? I think our country right now is, is really in this kind of struggle, this time of turmoil and kind of searching for our soul. And, and what, what do we stand for and what do we want to represent? And I think that committing yourself to public service and helping to train people who are really on the front lines fighting these, these battles that matter now more than ever, whether it's immigration advocacy or whether it's people who don't have any benefits or whether it's people who are fighting for victims of domestic violence, public service, and I think in times like this, it matters now more than ever, because if we're not equipping people the skills that they need to fight these really hard battles on the front line, then nobody's going to be there to fight them. Yeah. So on that note, is there an experience you've had working in public service that you've been especially proud to be a part of? Yeah, I mean, I can think of, of several, but a couple that stand out. As a public defender, as somebody who has been a public defender for the last 14 years, and before that, a legal services attorney, and before that, a prosecutor, I'm kind of used to being uh, underestimated in court. People don't think, one of my clients was saying today when we were in court, somebody was walking out of the courtroom complaining about their public defender, and I had just gotten a really good result for my client. And he was like, people don't understand that public defenders are the ones who really know how to try cases and know how to do this work. But that's not the perception, right? I taught in a program for the Legal Aid Association of California in San Francisco, and it was this group of public defenders who were so used to being kind of devalued and diminished by their opposing counsel. And I remember more than one of them toward the end of the program say, it is so amazing to have access to this high level of training that that we're usually not given. People think of us as just legal aid attorneys or just public defenders, and they underestimate us. And now we're going to go in to court with a skill set that is at least as good, if not significantly better now than our opposing counsel. And, and kind of just to see the light turn on for people, to see them walk out of the room with the confidence that they didn't have just three days before, that's fulfilling. And, and that's also inspiring to me. And I come back to my practice with even more energy and with more enthusiasm and with more commitment to fighting those hard fights. Same thing at the legal aid uh, program we did here in Atlanta recently. Those folks have sent us dozens of emails saying, thank you, you know, thank you for thinking of us and thank you for spending your time training us. I mean, and those are people who are filing temporary protective orders for people who are being subjected to horrible violence, who would not have access to justice without those folks fighting for them. Well, thank you for doing all of the work that you do, both for Nita and in all of the different organizations and programs that you have volunteered for. It's very important work and inspiring too. So it's time for our signature sign-off question. What would you do with a million bucks, Annie? 
Well, the, the timing of that is, is not great tonight. If you ask me what I would do with a million bucks tonight, I would pay somebody a million dollars to tutor my nine-year-old in math um, <laughs> right now because it's honestly the most frustrating experience of my entire life. Um, but on a good day, I don't know. I would probably, you know, get one of those super yachts like you see on that show Below Deck because I'm a reality TV junkie because what I do all day is so serious that, uh, you know, I watch a lot of Bravo. But there's a super yacht that you could get and ride around the Mediterranean until the million dollars ran out. And that sounds pretty good most days. Well, it does. And I wish I had a million bucks to send your way because that sounds wonderful. <laughs> well, I'd bring you with me if you, if you did. <laughs> All right. I'm there. <laughs> so I know how much time you've spent on the road teaching for us this year, and you're busy with your personal life and your professional life. And so I just want to say thank you once again for taking some, some time out to talk to us today on the podcast. It's been great talking to you. Absolutely. And it really is I don't say this lightly, but it really is like my honor and my privilege to to be a part of Nita and to just have an opportunity to be any part of somebody else's professional development is a, is a responsibility and one that I not only enjoy, but take pretty seriously. So, so thank you all for, for giving me that opportunity. To learn more about the National Institute for Trial Advocacy, please visit nita.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. May the Record Reflect is a Nita Studio 71 production.